everyone, and welcome back to Beauty, Travel, and Sophistication. I am your host, God's Masterpiece 22. Welcome back. I'm so glad that you are joining me today on another episode here. Today's episode is on bucket lists, things to do. So I know that we all have a bucket list of things that we want to accomplish in our lifetime. You know, think about some of the things that you have on your list that you want to come to pass. Maybe it hasn't came to pass. Maybe you feel like it won't ever come to pass. Maybe you don't want to do it by yourself. You want to have a group of friends to join you because you just don't want to do things solo. Whatever it is, I'm telling you to just go for it. If it's the funds, save up for it and eventually go. If it's the weather, find a spot that has perfect weather for the activity that you want to do. So one of the things on my bucket list that I've always wanted to do is, as you're thinking about that, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. But before I do that, for some of you guys that are listening for the first time and don't know exactly what a bucket list is, I'm gonna tell you, A bucket list, according to dictionary.com, is a number of experiences or achievements that a person hopes to have or accomplish during their lifetime. It's things that you want to pretty much do before you no longer can say you can do it. So the first thing on my bucket list is a hot air balloon. I've always wanted to ride in a hot air balloon. I've always thought it was just super cool to just be up in the air and looking down beneath you. I know I would always travel in the airplane and you know, you could look down as the plane is going up as the plane is, you know, descending and you can literally just see the cars on the road and you know, little towns and houses and stuff like that. And I always said that it's cool seeing it in an airplane, but I want to see it from a hot air balloon where you're still exposed. You have the wind, you know, brushing up against your face. You're in this small, tiny balloon with a few other strangers and a pilot, and they're just guiding you. It just seems so peaceful and so calm. And guess what, guys? Guess what God's Masterpiece 22 did? That's right. God's Masterpiece 22 actually went on a hot air balloon ride about three weeks ago. I did not vlog it for my YouTube channel, and I wish I would have, but I didn't. You know, I haven't been on YouTube in a few months and I really wanted to. I was thinking about it so strongly and heavily, but I was like, wow, I'm going to have so much equipment because I need to take pictures on my phone and then I had to record at the same time. And I went on this trip solo. That's right. I went on the trip by myself. I didn't invite anyone to come along with me and I'll tell you why. So sometimes, you know, listeners out there, you may want to do something and you have friends that are like, I don't really want to do this. I'm not interested. Or they forget the date that you had planned or they say they don't have the money. So you never go on the trips that you want to go on to because you're constantly waiting for your friends to have the funds or the friends to be available. So I decided I'm going to find a hot air balloon and I'm going to pretty much do it. So for my hot air balloon experience, it was $200. That's usually the average of how much it is. So when I was in England, it was a little bit cheaper. Um, they had some for, there was one that I would, I had paid for that was, I think, uh, close to a hundred dollars. 
Um, but that was a discount that was given to, um, my, my current job that I work, work in. So that's, that, that was just one of the perks that I, uh, was happy about. So every time we were supposed to go on this trip, it got canceled because the winds were too strong. So I finally was just like, you know what, forget it. I'm not gonna, you know, be able to do a high air balloon over in England. So when I made it back to the United States of America, Estados Unidos, which is how you say United States in Spanish, I was like, I'm gonna do it. So anyways, it had been raining constantly where I'm located and finally, 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 I just said the heck with it. I'm gonna pay for this trip and I'm gonna hope and pray that the weekend that I go, it's not gonna be, you know, uh, bad weather. And to my surprise, it was not bad weather at all. Um, it was sunny, it was perfect weather. In fact, I think the pilot had said we were probably his sixth ride up in the air just alone for this year. That's how bad like the weather has been. It's just been pouring down rain. I think probably the winds were too strong. So we finally got this opportunity. So like I said, it was $200, but what you do is when you want to go on trips that you know it's going to cost you, you start, you know, saving money, you know, months you know, in advance so that, you know, you're not like, oh my goodness, having a hole in your pocket. So that's what I did. I didn't tell anyone because honestly you move to a new location. I don't know who's really going to just want to drop $200 just to go on a high air balloon. Everybody's not interested in going in that. So anyways, I did that. So the agenda, how it all started, you had to be at their location at 515. And then we drove off to a location that we could, you know, get the hot air balloon up and running. And let me tell you, it takes a good hour just to get uh, the hot air balloon um, fully functional. So that means you have to take pretty much the balloon out of the bag, you know, pump it up. Um, you have to get the basket that you're gonna be in all prepared and, and it took a lot of work. I filmed it and I was shocked. I was, I was kind of shocked because I didn't know. So excuse my ignorance, I didn't know it would take like an hour. So. We, they had a lot of people there on staff helping. And then we also had some of um, the people that were with me also helping as well. Some of the men. So on my trip, it was mostly coupled up. And then one gentleman, he was a grandpa that had his two granddaughters. And then it was myself. And I had a good time. Everyone was super friendly and uh, engaging and open to speaking with me, which I was grateful for. Um... So we all just got a chance to get to know each other. It had all been our first time on a air balloon. So that was amazing. We were all going for the first time. So uh, the grandpa with his two granddaughters, they're scared of heights, just like I am. I know you're saying, so why did you go on a high air balloon? Because I wanted to overcome my fears. So anyways, what's interesting about it is I don't like roller coasters. I've been on roller coasters. I don't enjoy it. I think it's probably like just how fast the ride goes and how you know quick you just kind of Duh, you know, you're just, how quick, you know, the roller coaster just takes you down and it's just without warning. I don't like that. But when I did this high air balloon ride, I was perfectly fine. My heart wasn't skipping a bee. I wasn't like, my heart wasn't racing faster than usual. I wasn't scared. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't worried about anything. I was super excited. I was pumped. I didn't even have coffee or anything. I didn't have no energy drink. I was just ready to get on, hopped on. As we're going up in the air, I was totally fine. So the whole um, experience was, let's see, five o'clock uh, to, it was a good five and a half hours. 
And I say that because that includes set up and tear down and then also the drive, you know, to the location and then the drive back to where our vehicles were. Also, we were up in the air for an hour um, and it was worth it. Every second of it was worth it. The pilot was great at explaining every detailed information of where we were headed, where we are going. Um, and then also at the end of the trip, we got champagne, which was awesome, which I knew about that, which is why I took that one. You got champagne. I actually got two glasses of champagne. It was really nice. And they came with these really nice, you know, champagne glasses that actually said the name of the hot air balloon company. Um, the only thing I would say throughout the whole experience that was actually like kind of comical, but was like what gave the experience even more of an experience, um, was the fact that when we were coming back down, you know, the pilot was trying to figure out where he wanted to land. And he had said that he had landed in this specific neighborhood, um, before, uh, but, uh, the neighbors never worried, never had an issue with it. But this time around, he was like, okay, we're going to land in this same neighborhood. Um, but we're the neighbor. No, no, no. We, excuse me. We landed in a neighborhood, a different neighborhood than the one that he would usually land in. So anyways, there were horses by, you know, this neighborhood and, you know, he, um, he, you know, it, the hot air balloon had to make noise, you know, when it's, uh, needed to, when it, so anytime the high air balloon was going down, you know, he had to, uh, do what they do as a pilot and you'll see like the, the fire coming out or like, I don't know what it's called, but anyways, to kind of elevate the hot air balloon back up in the air. So anyways, the horses could hear that the horses were scared. The owner of the horses came out, saw us, saw that we were about to land. We were about to land close to her yard. She did not like that. Um, but the pilot had yelled to the other neighborhood and asked, is it okay if I land in your yard? And they said, yes. The lady with the, the owner of the horses did not know that because she wasn't out there at the time. So when we landed, she was like, oh my goodness, why are you landing here? Do you have permission? You know, she went, you know, she just wasn't too happy. She's like, you're scaring my horses. I don't, I, you know, and he says, I know I'm so sorry, ma'am. I've been around horses my entire life. She wants to argue. No, you haven't. How are you going to tell him what he has not been experienced to? You don't know him. So that was probably the most comical part. She waited till we landed, you know, and she was like, I want your identification of this hot air balloon. I don't think this is right, you know? And finally at the end, she watched and waited with the neighbor that allowed us to land in their yard. And uh, pretty much after, you know, we were all wrapped up and whatnot, you could tell she kind of calmed down and stuff like that. But she said that next time she would like in advance, hey, let us know when you're gonna land over our neighborhood because you're scaring my horses. And they could get hurt because of just how they're running. You know, they're just, they're scared for their lives. So they're not really paying attention now to like what's in front of them, you know, so they could easily get hurt. So I totally understand where she was coming from. So that was probably the most action I saw uh, during that time of my high air balloon experience. When I was done, I was exhausted and tired because when we finally went up in the air, you know, it was cool. But then as we were, you know, the duration of the time, the sun came out. I mean, the pictures look great. You know, I was, I was definitely seeing like I was glowing, um, but it was getting hot and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm getting hot, you know? And, um, they all gave us a bottle of water courtesy. So that was awesome. Um, we also got certificates at the end with their names on it. And then we also got a pin as well. So overall, the experience is great. I say it was totally worth it, especially everything that we got. Um, the trip 
for me, it was a good 45 minutes from where I'm at. So I had to wake up super early the night before. I don't, I think I went to bed at like 11 o'clock cause I was trying to get like the perfect outfit, you know, to take the perfect pictures, you know, ladies, how we are, we're going to go somewhere where it's like, especially when you're doing something from your bucket list, you want to have great memories and you want to say, I look good while doing it too. So, um, I picked out this really nice yellow top. No, it was more like, it wasn't yellow, yellow. It's mustard. It was a mustard top and it looked great with, um, my complexion. It was just wonderful. And so I didn't go to bed. I didn't wake up till three o'clock in the morning cause I did do a drive. So even though I didn't get that many hours of sleep, I, it was still enough for me to enjoy the experience. Would I do it again? Heck yeah. In a heartbeat, I would definitely do it again. Um, I know people that said that they would like to do it along with me next time. You know, I'm definitely going to mention the price so that they can make up their mind whether they still want to do it or not. Um, I talked to one girl about it and when she heard the price, she was like, oh, but I was like, I want to tell you the price in advance so that you can start saving up so that when we do decide to go again, you know, you'll be all right. But my experience was great. In case you guys are wondering how the hot air balloon experience is and you're trying to go on one, I say definitely do it. Overcome your fear and you'll enjoy it. It's a very smooth and peaceful ride. And for mine, it was an hour. So I love that. And I did a sunrise, but they also have one for sunset. So checking your area where you're located at and they should have both of those available for you. So yes. So another part of my bucket list consists of a few other things that I want to do. And maybe you guys want to do these same things too. So definitely listen up closely to some of the things that I feel I want to do before, you know, I'm no longer here, right? On planet earth. So visit the Grand Canyon has always been a staple of mine. I want to go and visit the Grand Canyon. So a lot of things that I have this mentality or mindset of, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it at some point. You know, I don't I never want to live in regrets. I always want to live in, oh my goodness, hope that I can at some point achieve what I want done. So the Grand Canyon is one of the seven natural wonders of the world. I've heard so many great things about the Grand Canyon and I just have to go visit it. I have to go visit it. Maybe even do a Grand Canyon river tour. So when I was overseas, if you guys haven't checked out my YouTube channel, make sure that you do. It is www.youtube.com forward slash God's Masterpiece 22. I've done a lot of different trips all around Europe. And one of the things I always did was take a boat tour. Um, boat tours just help because you don't have to walk. You just sit in the water or no, excuse me, sit in the boat, which is on the water and you have a tour guide. So if you don't know how to swim, it's okay because I am the same way too, but I trust the, you know, tour guide and the, you know, the driver that they're not going to make this boat sink because then that's going to be the end of God's masterpiece 22, but definitely do a, a river tour, river boat cruise. If you do get a chance to, um, go overseas, go to Europe. Um, and I want to do the same for the grand Canyon. Cause I think that'll be pretty cool to do. I get to rest my feet for a little bit while I just sit and get a tour of the Grand Canyon. So one of the things I want to mention, right, while, while, while we're talking about um, the riverboat cruise and things like that. So I did the riverboat cruise in London, England. I did the boat cruise in Paris, France. I also did the boat cruise in uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. Anywhere else I took the boat cruise in? I took the boat cruise also in Bruges, Belgium. So 
One of the things I want to mention to you guys about Europe that I love so much um, is the fact that when we were in, my friend and I, we were in Denmark, Copenhagen, Denmark, to be exact. The tour guide asked, what languages do you guys speak? We said English. Another person said uh, German. I think another person said Spanish and then Dutch. And the tour guide said, okay, and literally could speak all those languages. Literally, I was amazed. Over in Europe, they uh, learn a second language by, I want to say the gentleman in Denmark told me by, I think, third grade they're learning a second language. But the thing is, a second language is kind of like a requirement for them in school. And I love that because sadly, unfortunately, for a lot of Americans, we only know one language, right? And when you go overseas, you know, to all these other countries, they know more than one. And so when they come to America, they're good off, you know, because they understand English. So it amazed me how that tour guide could just speak each language that we said we spoke and still give us the tour without any, you know, uh, hesitations or abruptions when she was speaking. Like she knew exactly how to communicate. I was like, wow, I need to finish learning my second language because I feel very embarrassed right now. <laughs> you know, like. We should be able to do this. I understand that it's not always taught in, in our public schools. You know, uh, like what, for high school, you can learn Spanish, French. Uh, I forget, I think there's another language that some people get a chance to learn, but that's two years out of your whole, like, whole school career, you know what I mean? So, and some people also learn two languages because they're raised at home learning a second language. You know, maybe their parents spoke a different language growing up so that they want to teach their kids that as well, which is awesome. I think if you do keep passing it on to your children's children and such, but just to think that they learn, they know all these languages at such a very young age. And you know, when you're small, you're able to absorb the language better. So you won't forget it. So I was just like that crazy, but yes. Anyways, another thing on the bucket list is Niagara Falls. I've seen pictures and it looks absolutely amazing. Um, and yeah, Niagara Falls over in Canada, it's beautiful. I think sometimes seeing things on a postcard or on video is great, but sometimes seeing it in person is a whole nother like, wow, this is an experience you'll never forget. Now, one thing I will not do, I will continue to look at pictures and postcards and videos of it, but I will never attempt. Never, never, ever, ever, never, never, ever. And I know people say never, say never. Oh, trust me and believe me, this will be a never in all caps and underline, underline, underline. And it's also in bold. Never will I ever, listen to me again. Never will I ever, 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 will I ever climb Mount Everest. Heck to the knob. And I will tell you why. Wait, does it even need an explanation though? Let's just be honest. So I have CNN. It's one of my apps on my phone. I'm big on news, love the news. And the amount of people that die all the time from trying to climb Mount Everest just to get a photo, maybe a selfie, I don't know. Um, and then to come back down just to say you did it is absolutely ridiculous. So the elevation as you're going higher and higher, makes it harder for you to breathe because you're so high up. And just to get to Mount Everest, so many people get there, come back and they're dead. Like they're toast, they're done, they're finished, finito. They're never coming back. Was it worth it though? Like, was it really worth it to get that picture to say, I climbed Mount Everest? It was not. 
It was not. It was not. It was not. I will never do it. I'm just saying I will never do it. But then again, I don't know if I've ever heard of a black person actually climbing Mount Everest. I don't know. But I just won't do it. I just won't do it. I just won't do it. It won't ever, ever happen. Um, For the ones that have done it and made it back alive, I mean, wow, kudos to you. But it's just not something that I even want to try. I don't even want to attempt. So that will never be a part of my bucket list. Um, Yeah. So seeing a Broadway musical seems so cool. I would love to see one. So remember how I was telling you guys how sometimes you may not want to do something solo because your friends may not be interested in it. So then you don't do it or they don't have the money or they're just busy the time that you want to go. So that happened. So they had the Broadway musical for the Lion King and over in England, I want to go, but I didn't want to go solo. So, you know, I asked my friends, but my friends just weren't interested in it. So guess what guys, God's masterpiece 22 never went. I missed out on that opportunity and I regret it and I wish I could go back. But the good thing about it is they have Broadway shows all over the world, so I can still see it in the US of A, which is a plus. Um, at this point, I've just come to the conclusion that, hey, if some friends don't wanna go some places with you because it doesn't interest them, you know what, I have to go with myself. Um, so for the hot air balloon, I'm gonna divert back. There were a lot that, uh, there were some that said, I'm not going on a hot air balloon. It's too high up. I need to keep my feet rooted and planted on the ground on U.S. soil, which I totally understand. I get it. So that's why I went and did it by myself. I think some people didn't think I really was going to do it. And then when they noticed that I did it, they're like, oh, my goodness, that's so cool. The pictures look great. Um, So, yeah, Uh, a Broadway musical is definitely on the list. So flying first class is also on the list Um, for some of you guys that have flied first class. How was it? Let me know, like, how was it? I've never flown first class ever, um, but I would love to at least once. I hear that, of course, the seats are more comfortable. You're catered to a lot more. You know, you just have, it's just, it's, it's, it's different. You're not all cluttered or, you know, just congested with someone sitting right next to you. You have room to lay out. You're the first one on plane and you're the first one off. So I think that would be cool to at least experience that once. Uh, what, if I could get it paid for for me to fly first class, that would be even better. Um, but yeah, flying first class is definitely on the list. So going zip lining is also on the list as well. Uh, at first I was like, I don't know if I could do it because it's kind of high up and it's going super fast, going you know from one line all the way down to the end of that line. I don't know, but it's something that interests me and I think I would love to do it. You remember how I said I don't really like heights? So you know you gotta climb up, you know what I mean? Just to get on like that rope or whatever you wanna call it, rope line, rope. Yeah, because there's a whole bunch of different lines, but you know, you have to literally like, you're hanging on to a rope, literally for dear life to get to the other side. I mean, but then again, it's the same thing as a hot air balloon. Hot air balloon goes down, you're toast, you're finished. You're like, literally, your life depends on that hot air balloon to kind of keep you in and to keep you from from the, the, the hot air balloon deflating. I mean, just, oh my goodness. So I wouldn't mind doing zip lining. I've heard awesome reviews. People say it's great. So I'm going to trust them and probably try it myself one day. Who knows? Riding in a helicopter would be so dope. I would love to ride in a helicopter. I think that'd be so much fun um, to be able to do. Just to say I did it once. You know, I know a lot of people do proposals in a high, I mean, uh, um, in a helicopter, which I think is amazing. I think that's one of the coolest places or spots that a guy can propose to his girlfriend, literally, literally. If I got proposed to in a helicopter, oh my goodness, I'd just be on cloud nine. Like, wow. 
cloud nine because I'm getting proposed to and cloud nine again, because I'm in a helicopter and that's the way he decided to do the proposal. Like what baby? Oh my goodness. Like, wow. Like, yeah, yeah. Pretty sweet. You know? Um, yeah. Okay. Moving right along, uh, riding a Segway. So never done one, but I would love to do one. They seem pretty easy. You just got to keep your balance, but, um, I would love to do one to see one. Um, and definitely do that. So there's a few things that I feel like we all have uh, as a part of like what we want to do for our bucket list. And I think you really should take advantage and do them. I've done what one so far, attend a music festival, specifically the essence music fest. I wanted to go this year and I didn't get a chance to go, but I hope to go one year. I heard Michelle Obama was there. Um, and I saw her little snippet, uh, that she was interviewed by Gail, uh, about like her marriage and to Barack Obama and, you know, just how, how, how she, how she functions and works with handling this marriage. You know, this was a high profile marriage. They were the president of the United States, first lady of the United States, uh, POTUS and FLOTUS. Um, and I mean, for those that you don't know, POTUS is just the, um, acronyms for president of the United States. And then FLOTUS is first lady of the United States, F-L-O-T-U-S and it's P-O-T-U-S. But she just kind of talks about how there are days, you know, there are some times where he gets on her last nerves. You know, she's like, marriage is hard, but she says, you're not all, it's not always going to be roses. You know, there's going to be some days you are going to be like, I can't stand him. And there's going to be some days, fellas, that you're like, I can't stand her. But through it all, it's not like you're going to just give up. You know, you're going to fight to make it work. It's just, you know, a little disagreement here and there. You know what I mean? It happens. So attending the Essence Music Fest would be awesome. Louisiana, St. No, New Orleans is where I say it is. It's it's nice. It's nice. I want to try beignets. Never had them. But the way right now how my diet is right now, I can't go that route. But, you know, one year I'll, I'll, I'll definitely uh, make room to um, eat all the fattening and good foods. So I definitely like to go there. So signing up for a master's PhD program is definitely on the list. My whole biggest thing is, uh, so I was in, I was at the job and uh, we had to do these three slides and pretty much there are three slides that they want you to talk, pretty much talks about you, your family, um, you know, what is it that you wanna do in the future? you know, any goals and hobbies that you have in mind? Where are you from? And I remember I was, I was talking about myself. I was telling everybody, you know, to make sure they take advantage of education because education is key. You know, uh, you need education, um, whether you, um, just want to advance in, into your career. Education is powerful. You know, knowledge is key and it also looks good when you continue on with your education. So whether you have an associate's degree, you get a bachelor's degree, if you have a bachelor's degree, get a master's degree, you know, a master's degree, you know, get a doctorate degree and so on and so on. Get certified in different things and just have additional certificates and stuff like that. And so I was telling them, you know, definitely take school, get that in and, um, get your degree, you know, get your degree and be able to use your degree at some point in time. And so when I look at myself saying, I want to go for the master's, it's because I want to continue to advance and, you know, and, you know, that's the next thing on the list, you know, just keep advancing and getting them degrees knocked out, you know? So you become more marketable and also you're, you you have a lot more to give and you're just learning more. And I think it's, it's very important to continue learning no matter what it stimulates the mind, the brain. And, um, yeah, you can have those intellectual conversations with people as well that are probably taking that same, you know, classes like you, or, you know, just want to, 
get advice from you. You know what I mean? On how, how has it been, you know, with you starting your master's degree or what made you decide to pursue this degree? You know, small things can happen when you guys have something in common. So yeah, I've spoken to a few people that started their master's degree program. I've asked, how has it been? How hard is it? You know, um, why did you decide to even sign up to be, you know, to do a master's program? And so I've been able to take from them, you know, some of the things that they presented to me as to why they decided to go for their, their master's degree. What is it that they're studying? What is it that they want to pursue and become, you know? So the, 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 the thing I've always heard is you're never too old. You know what I mean? You may think, oh, I'm this old. I can't go back to school. Yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. And you should. Don't ever let age limit you from what you can do. All right. So now we're starting to motivate and inspire, I hope, from um, this podcast. But the last thing I want to do, I want to talk about is this on my bucket list is revamping my diet. Let me tell y'all, it has not been the easiest. I like to eat nice, uh, juicy cheeseburgers. I like to eat uh, a slice of cheesecake with some drizzle sauce on the side, preferably like raspberry sauce. I love a red velvet cake. Um, did I mention how much I love like mac and cheese, you know, fried chicken, I mean, pizza, uh, what we got, um, milkshakes, uh, the cookies and cream milkshake from Chick-fil-A is bomb. So with me, I've always had this trouble sometimes as to what should I eat? I don't know. Maybe I'll just go get, you know, junk food and the thing is that is messing up on the insides, you know, you start to gain weight. You start to can't fit clothes that you used to be able to fit. You got to now go up a size, maybe two, three sizes above. And now you're spending more money because you can't fit the clothes that once fit you all because your mouth and you can't put the fork down. So I've learned now that if I want to see a change, I have to make the change by stop eating those delicious foods that are also fattening and just, you know, eat them once a blue moon. For me, you know, people say I have a cheat day. I have what's called a cheat week. So I have to work on that and just having like, maybe like, I don't know, one cheat day out the whole month versus one cheat day out of every single week. Because clearly I don't think that's working for me. But it's just so easy because, you know, junk food is so cheap, but then the healthier foods are more expensive. Did you know that? Well, I'm telling you now. But the thing is, if you want to keep your body um, in the right form that you feel that it should be, you want to be able to go into a store, just pick out a pair of pants and know that it'll fit you. Um, I can't remember. I can't begin to tell you how many times I've gone into stores and say, oh, this is going to fit. And then I go try it on. I'm like, oh, that was a mistake. But when you, you know, because you, you keep eating. So that's another thing I want to do, revamp my diet. So today, guys, I've been doing very, very well. So proud of myself. I had a yogurt this morning. I also had a, like this really nutritious, like Nutri-Grain bar. Um, and then I had salmon, I had some broccoli and I had some asparagus, which was so delicious, so divine. It was just really good. I have a coworker that says that. We went out to go eat Ever Lobster one time and she had the salmon and that's what she, what put me on. It was a blackened salmon with some type of, um, um, some type of sauce that was put on top of it that was just, oh my gosh, amazing. And she was eating it and she's like, it's just so divine. And I'm like, is that so? And she's like, it's just so divine. So I was like, you know what? Let me try it. And it's just so divine. So anyways, I'm trying to do that, trying to keep that up. I know she like counts her calories and this like calorie tracker app that she has. And I'm like, are you kidding me? At one point I used to do that, but now maybe I need to get back on it just so that I don't overeat because sometimes your girl gets hungry and I'm just like, oh, 
I need to get this and I need to get that. And it's so unhealthy for you. So I'm trying to do that. So y'all pray for me that I can revamp my diet because that's on the bucket list. And I want to make sure that that one comes to pass. In fact, if none of them come to pass, I need that one to come to pass like yesterday. Um, anyways, I hope that y'all can start thinking about some ideas that you guys want to partake in, in your bucket list. You know, I know I mentioned off a few to you guys, but I do strongly believe that, um, the world is, it's just, it's so much beyond your backyard. You know, whether you never left a city or state that you are from now is a time to do that. So what are you waiting for? If it's finances, start saving up money on the side to just go, even if it's to another state, you know what I mean? And then eventually build your way up to going to another country you know, staying for a couple of days, just being able to partake in someone else's culture. You know what I mean? It's like, it is amazing. Just seeing the world beyond your backyard. If you guys have not listened to some of my most, uh, first episodes I've ever, ever put on my podcast, please definitely listen to them. Uh, they are my travel adventures while living abroad, I think is what it's called or while living in Europe. And there's a three part series. And I talk about my experiences and how it's been living overseas and the differences within culture of how what I think is right is not right to them or what I think is wrong is not wrong to them. So I think whenever you go visit somewhere different, make sure that you just know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Um, I did eventually, you know, after, you know, the quite a few times, but there are some things that I just missed, you know, maybe I didn't think to research this. Maybe I didn't think this was going to be an issue, but it definitely is. I know I'll explain one of them here. It's on one of my, again, one of the first episodes. Um, I was out with two of my friends. We had went to Bruges, Belgium. Bruges is spelled B-R-U-G-G-E. I have one of my best friends that says Brugge. I said, it's not Brugge. It's called Bruges. So anyways, we were there. Belgium has some of the best chocolate you can ever find. They have really good waffles. I mean, they are just amazing. They have these really good waffles and the waffles come with like whipped cream on them. You could get chocolate drizzle sauce on them, strawberries on top. They're called Belgian waffles and they're amazing. Like the waffles here that we have in the States, what is that? When you talk about Belgian waffles over in Europe, that's where it's at. So any, you know, I just, I just rhymed just now. And that was literally, I was just flowing. I didn't even have this written down or anything, but anyways, I digress. So we were at this one restaurant. So I had eight before, um, I had eight before we got to this restaurant. So I think I had got like, I don't know, a little beverage. Um, so anyways, my two friends, they're sitting there eating, right? They're looking at the menu, but you know, when you're hungry, you're just trying to find out what you want to eat. So you're looking at the food section, particularly, you know, like your main course meals and things like that. You're not really looking at anything else besides, okay, where are your drink sections, you know, like for beverages, you got orange juice, you got tea, you got hot chocolate. Cool. So anyways, um, the bill comes, right? And, you know, we have to tell them to separate it because they're not known to like separating the bills. They kind of assume that we're all eating together. So we're all going to pay just, I guess someone's just going to pay that one big tab. They don't do the whole separate, um, checks and whatever. So anyways, my friend's tab comes and she gives them cards cause she's going to pay in card. And her meal was, I want to say less than 10 euro. Cause over there in Belgium, they do Euro. They don't use dollars, um, or pounds. So anyway, she pulls out her card, her, you know, card to pay. And he was like, Oh, I can't take that because on our menu, it says that if it's under 15 Euro, you have to pay in cash. Mind you, she didn't see that because she wasn't looking for that. 
you know? And so thankfully I had taken out Euro so that I just gave her the cash and then she gave me the cash back after she went to an ATM because she told the waiter, where's your nearest ATM? And I was like, don't even worry about it. Just, I got the money, you know, she'll just give me the money after when we leave. So one of the things I learned is that always have cash on you, no matter where you're at. And that's probably a universal thing. You just don't always want to assume that someplace takes cards, but everywhere here in the States, I think pretty much everyone takes card, but over there it's different. So that's one thing that, Hey, that was a culture shock that I didn't expect to, to see where some places just do not take cards. Some places only take cash and that place, you know, like in the States, if you think about it, I don't know of any place particular that says, okay, you got to pay, you have to spend this much money in order to use your card or not. You got to use cash, but over there it's different. There was another place I went to when I was in Germany, uh, visiting some family of mine. We went to this one restaurant and my cousin specifically said, I know they don't take cards. So I brought cash. I would never expect it. I thought everyone was like, Hey, you thought this is like 21st century. You know, we use card readers. You put the card in and no. So that was different. So that's just something that, Hey, it's, 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 it's a different type of ball game, you know, also a culture change that I would know that, that I noticed is that they don't say, excuse me. I know a lot in England when I first got there, uh, no one says, excuse me. They kind of just slide through you. I don't know what it is, but they just don't say, excuse me. I had this backlash on one of my YouTube videos where I pretty much was talking about things that I don't, that I've learned since living in England. And some people actually thought that that was not true, that some places they actually do say thank you or excuse me. And I'm sure they do. It's just in London, I didn't experience that. There were a lot of times where I would go somewhere and I would not get an excuse me, excuse me. They would just kind of walk past you, you know, and I felt it was very rude, but you know, eh, I just added that on to this, this, this episode. Um, but yeah, definitely t- take a check those, um, check out those, um, those episodes, they're like my first three ever besides my introduction, um, that, you know, you want to listen to. They're super funny. And I just hope that I can help anyone that is planning on going to Europe that you can get some tips from the things I didn't do correctly. (laughs) Definitely listen to those. Um, but again, check out my YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash God's masterpiece 22. A lot of helpful things on there. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely stay tuned for next Sunday with another, uh, episode. I know I didn't post one or I didn't put one up last Sunday. Um, but you know what? Sometimes it'd be like that y'all, but I appreciate y'all support and thanks so much for listening. And until next time, bye guys.